0: I know that if you're listening to this, you're a huge fan of Nintendo. There's no doubt in my mind. And if you're a huge fan of Nintendo, then you're probably a huge fan of A Link to the Past. One of the greatest games of all time. Absolutely amazing game. I sat down with Pear Schneider. He is one of the co-founders of IGN. He is one of the co-hosts on Nintendo Voice Chat. You know him as that guy uh, who, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, reaction guys, uh, in the meme. And he and I sat down and we talked on my podcast, 143 pixels. We talked extensively about a link to the past. We talked about, uh, how he was living in Japan and hadn't been playing video games for a very long time. And his super Nintendo brought him back into the world of video games so if you have not yet listened to that, wherever you are listening to podcasts right now, open it up, look for 143. That's all you got to type in. 143, the numbers. All right, you can also type in pixels at the end if you want. And you'll see my interview uh, with um, with uh, Pear. Uh, he was an awesome guest. I was happy to have him on. There's lots of other episodes too. The following content is brought to you by Paul Bramblett, Abigail 13, Eric Smith, Mr. Fister, and Orange Thunder. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, everybody. This is episode 589. Um, I want to say at the beginning of the show, a big thank you to everybody that nominated Nintendo Switchcraft for a podcast award. Uh, it was absolutely amazing to be nominated a third time. Of course, we didn't win again, but it's awesome to be nominated. So I I really do appreciate everybody that took the time out of their day to do that, took the time out of their day to vote for the show. And even though we didn't win, I'm totally happy to have been nominated. So thank you very much for that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the podcastawards.com. I think it's just podcastawards.com. And you see that we're listed there under best gaming podcasts. Uh, but hey, let's this isn't about that, this is about Nintendo. Uh, so what are we going to talk about on today's show? Well, we're going to talk about uh, get out your pickaxe because we've got our brand new uh character for uh Super Smash Brothers has been revealed and it's been somebody, somebody that people have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, Super Mario 35 is now out, I've played it. Uh, I'm going to tell you my thoughts um, after, I don't know, uh, about a half an hour with the game, and uh, we've got a really good deal and probably some other stories uh, right here on Nintendo Switchcraft episode 589. as long as Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has been around, um, people have been talking about DLC fighters and predicting this fighter and that fighter and everything. And we've been predicting that this fighter will be coming to Smash Brothers for a really, really long time. And that fighter is Minecraft Steve and Minecraft Alex. Now, One thing that kind of surprised me, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because it would not be the internet without somebody mad about something, you know? But one of the things that surprised me is the number of tweets and uh, posts on Reddit and stuff like that of people who were very unhappy that this is the character that they picked. Um, People were accusing Nintendo of being out of touch And I didn't understand that. I don't understand that. Because while, you know, it's not the new hotness, it is one of, if not the best-selling game of all time. Minecraft is huge. And Smash Brothers is essentially the museum of video games. Or that's what it's turned into, especially Smash Ultimate, where they have every character that's ever been in a Smash game. It's the it's turning into the museum of video games. So of course Minecraft deserves a spot in uh in the museum of video games. It's one of the best selling games of all time. So, you know, uh on the first, which is uh yesterday, uh at very early in the morning, ten AM Eastern Time, they made the announcement that it was in fact um uh, 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 Minecraft Steve and Minecraft Alex as the new characters. I love the way that they did it. By the way, they showed uh, they showed uh, Mario fighting a bunch of characters, and like he's 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 just kicking trash. He's taking names. He's he's taking care of business. And then Sonic comes in out of nowhere, punches Mario, sends him flying. Mario flies through a block, and as soon as I saw like the pixelation i knew what we were about to get so then mario's in this super dark room and then you can kind of start to see the cave walls of the uh of of a minecraft cave and then steve breaks through and we're like yeah there you go uh and i forget what they said i think it's like rocks the block i think they said minecraft steve rocks the block something something along those lines yeah that's what it is um But then we don't get to see what happens next because we're waiting for uh, Mr. Sakurai to uh, give us the lowdown. How does this character play? And I saw some very interesting... There was a a brief thing where Mr. Sakurai talked about it for a little bit, but they haven't really shown what's up. Uh, So he's going to do a deep dive. I believe it is going to happen on a couple of, uh, in a couple of days, he's going to, I can't remember the day off the top of my head and I forgot to look it up before I started, uh, recording. But, uh, he said something along the lines of somebody came into the office and they, you know, they were standing at his desk and people were even taking this the wrong way. People were taking this quote and making it seem like Mr. Sakurai did not want to put this character in the game. Um, but, you know, he jokingly said that somebody came into his office and said, "You know, you can put uh, Minecraft Steve in the game." Right? And then they looked down at him over over their glasses. And uh, people are taking that out of context and making it seem like he doesn't actually want to do this. I don't think that he would. I don't think that he would put a character in the game that he didn't think would fit with the game, but. There's rumors. I don't know if it's a rumor. There's there's talk that, that that they have had to remake and redesign every level to interact with how um, how Steve and Alex interacted the world because I'm assuming that they're able to dig. That's how I'm. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. So I imagine that you're fighting them, and then they can dig a hole in the, in the stage, that's really cool. And that's incredibly unique. And that completely changes the, the way that the game plays, it's going to change the meta. And I think that that's really awesome. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this character plays like. I have not purchased the, uh, the, the second fighter's pass yet. I, Cause I know what's going to happen is I'm going to try this character or the other characters as well. And I've gone, you know, I'll be uh, playing it for a little bit, and I'm going to go right back to Pac-Man because Pac-Man is my character in Smash Brothers. I always play as Pac-Man. Uh, I love the way that he plays. I like the weird throwing of the fruit and uh, you know the the fire extinguisher for some reason. I think all of that stuff is cool. So I always go back to Pac-Man. So having me spend money on this character doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I probably won't do it. Uh, but I am very interested in seeing how it changes things up and how uh, how you end up playing as Minecraft Steve and Minecraft Alex. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing what Mr. Sakurai has to say about it. Um, apparently, they they began talks about putting this together five years ago. I saw this uh, over on Reddit. Uh, there's a twitter Twitter post. Uh, where uh, Kaplan, who is one of the founders of Mojang, uh, he said that they have been talking about getting this character into a Smash game for at least at least five years. That's just absolutely crazy. So, you know whether or not Nintendo is out of touch, where Minecraft isn't as popular as it used to be, I think is beside the point. I think that it that that you get an icon like Minecraft Steve, you put them in Smash Brothers. I think it makes a lot of sense. Is there room for other characters to be added to Smash Brothers, like Crash Bandicoot and the other characters that people have been asking for for a really long time? Of course, absolutely, of course, Um, those characters should also be in the game, but I don't think that You know, uh, Minecraft Steve and Alex shouldn't be in the game, if that makes sense. You know, I still don't understand Nintendo's um, thought process here. But for Mario's 35th anniversary, they launched Super Mario Bros. 35... Which is a, an eight-bit Mario battle royale, if you did not know that already. And basically, the way that you play is it's you versus thirty-four other Mario's. You're each on your own board, um, and each time that you kill an enemy, it sends them to the um, you know one of one of your enemies' uh, boards. Uh, as like a, a gray enemy for them to fight, which is really, really cool. And it's very, very fun. I've, I've played it. It's awesome. You also get coins as you're playing and then you can use those coins in order to buy a question block in the middle of gameplay. So even if there's no question block around, like let's say I've got uh, 20 coins and uh, I, I, you know, I, I kick a turtle shell and it bounces off um, a wall and comes back and it hits me. And now I'm small Mario. I can press the X button, and that will use 20 of my coins to open up a question block, and it will give me a random power up. Maybe it's a star. Maybe it's a mushroom. Maybe it's a fire flower. Um, maybe it's a, a pow block. Whatever it is. Uh, I spend those 20 coins to unlock that which is really really cool and you want to be the last Mario standing. Every time that you kill uh, an enemy you get a certain amount of time added to your clock which is very cool way to play. I'm a little confused on the best strategy because let's say that You're looking at somebody and they have like, so just like in Tetris Attack, you can use the right stick to send your enemies to either a random person, people who are sending enemies to you. So you're kind of ping-ponging them back and forth. uh, Somebody who has the lowest time or whoever has the most coins. And I was thinking about it and, you know, random seems like that makes sense. Attackers absolutely makes sense. Most coins... Also makes sense. You want to punish the people who are doing the best. Uh, If they've got a lot of coins, you want to send enemies to them in order to make them burn those coins. Um, You know, maybe they got hit, and now they got to burn coins to uh, get a power up. However, that's going to work. But lowest time—that doesn't make any sense to me because by sending enemies, and maybe I'm wrong about this. And if I am wrong about this, feel free. To let me know, I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. But if you've got the lowest time and and you're and somebody is sending a bunch of enemies to you, and then you kill those enemies, now you're getting a bunch of bonus time. And the object of the game is to be the last Mario standing. How do you be the last Mario standing? Well, a don't get killed by an enemy. B don't run out of time. Those are the two ways that you stay alive. So. I'm not sure why they would, uh, ever want to send somebody, send it to somebody based on the lowest amount of time. If you can think of a reason, let me know. All right. But anyway, I've played a couple of matches I have yet to win. It's really, really fun though. It it really is fun. Uh, this is, you, you know, I saw somebody tweet this out like, um, this is the Battle Royale for old people. We've been training for this our whole lives. We've been playing so many Mario games. It's fun. I will say this. The uh, matches tend to go kind of long. I've not been in like the top five or anything yet. But I do think that there... like, maybe, maybe this does happen when you get to the top five. I do think that there needs to be ways to make it more difficult. Um, I watched somebody do a stream yesterday and they were playing, and they were they got to a swimming level, and on the swimming level, there's bloopers and fish and stuff like that, and they're like, oh man, this is really going to mess people up who are not on the swimming level. How do you deal with these bloopers and fish? So they kind of stalled on that level for a while because they had lots of time. They stalled on that area for a while and sent a bunch of bloopers to uh the other people who are playing in order to slow them down or or in order to give them a hard time because those are the types of enemies that are not usually in um in a level that's not a water level. The other thing that I saw which was kind of cool um or 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 another thing that I thought when I was playing is you have zero downtime in this. Uh, when you get to the end of a level and you jump on a flagpole Uh, we're used to in old school Mario uh, plays the little song it plays the little jingle and then you get the little animation of Mario sliding down the pole Uh, he hops off and then slowly walks to the next thing that's not there you slide down the pole and bam you are in the next level right away I also have not yet figured out uh, you get to choose a level at the very beginning so It puts you in a group with 35 other people. You choose a level. And then it starts you uh, back at the beginning anyway. So I'm not sure how that works either. I do think that this game is cool. But I still do not understand Nintendo's reasoning for having this game only be playable until March 31st, 2021. I think that that is a huge mistake on Nintendo's part and is going to do nothing but tick off a bunch of customers. Now, maybe, and maybe this isn't the fact, but maybe they are going to say, oh, just kidding, we decided that we were going to um, have, we're we're not going to take it away from you after all. In which case, maybe there's some people who bought into Nintendo Switch Online in order to get Super Mario Bros. 35 so that they would be able to play it for the next 6 months or so maybe that's the case and then if that's the case then those people would be like well now you you tricked me into giving you money nintendo i don't i think this is a there's no way that this turns out to be good for nintendo at the end of the day or at the end of the game uh at the end of the day i mean god i can't talk uh and filthy 79 says Like the jump rope game. Yeah. So last episode, I talked about that jump rope game, which was supposed to be taken away for some reason. Nintendo said, hey, everybody, this game is available for free until uh, I think it was the first. So yesterday, um, two days ago, Uh, you know, it was available until whatever two days ago was. But they didn't take it away. They said, you know what? Never mind about that. So maybe that's what's going to happen with Super Mario Brothers 35. I don't know. Just seems like a really weird way to do it. It's it's just as weird as their um, fake scarcity of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I'm sorry, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, um, both in physical and digital. I understand a physical um, limited edition, but the digital limited edition is just just stupid. It's just dumb. I don't understand it, and I don't understand this. But between now and March 31st, I'm going to play this because it's actually really, really fun. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive. As the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's because when you want something sweet you can't do better than Reese's find Reese's now at a store near you so I saw this this headline over at videogameschronicle.com and I clicked on the headline so it did its job it got me to click and I'm I, I don't like this headline this headline I feel like is kind of I don't know I don't want to say misleading but, well, let, let's take a look at what the headline is. It says, Nintendo was reportedly arguing that Joy-Con drift isn't a real problem or hasn't caused anyone any inconvenience. And I was like, okay, that seems really weird. We've had Mr. Fukushima, uh, Fukushima? Furukawa, sorry about that. Mr. Furukawa, um, specifically apologize for Joy-Con drift. Like he said, he said, I'm sorry that we have this problem. We're doing everything we can to fix it. Man, if you had told me back in 2017 that I would continue to be talking about Joy-Con Drift for three damn years, (laughs) I never would have believed it. But anyway, uh, Mr. Furukawa, the president of Nintendo, has apologized for Joy-Con Drift. I talked about this a while back. Um, so now there's this lawsuit cause there's always a class action lawsuit. This lawsuit began back in July of 2019. So it's been more than a year. Um, they are saying, thank you for contacting our law firm about the Nintendo switch Joy con litigation. This is an email from the law firm, uh, that, that was republished on Reddit. We are working on putting together a montage of video clips from Nintendo Switch owners such as yourself as a way to give voice to the Joy-Con drift issues you've experienced. And here's the part that I've highlighted. This will be helpful to us in responding to Nintendo's arguments about how this isn't a real problem or hasn't caused anyone any inconvenience. Now, I don't know if Nintendo's lawyers are saying that in court but it kind of flies in the face of what Mr. Furukawa has said publicly, and it doesn't really make sense to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of I don't think Nintendo would say that because, okay, well, that's not true. I think it is perfectly reasonable that Nintendo might say that. I don't think that Nintendo actually did say that though because it goes completely contrary to Mr. Furukawa's apology, which we heard about in the past. So it just seems weird. Like one hand, maybe one hand's not knowing what the other hand's doing. Maybe that's the case. Maybe the lawyers are unaware that Nintendo made a public apology at one of their uh, Q&A sessions. I don't know. Uh, Whatever it is, go ahead and do your class action lawsuit. I'm sure that everybody will get three bucks and we'll all move on. Um, But I will say this, Nintendo has replaced every Joy-Con that we've had a problem with and we've not been charged for anything. Uh, Now, Blueberry Bubbly, (laughs) I like that name, uh, in chat, who I know as Jessica, she says Nintendo's lawyers might say that, but that's because... They want to argue that the repairs that that they are offering are sufficient. I consider having to send in my Joy-Cons for repairs as quite an inconvenience. And she's right. Sending them in for repair is an inconvenience, especially when everything got delayed due to COVID. Um, But, okay, hasn't caused anyone an inconvenience based on the fact that they're being repaired for free that does make sense i okay i can see how maybe they'd say it but it just doesn't square with mr Furukawa's apology which i think is kind of weird okay for those of you that don't know every time that you buy a game on the Nintendo Switch eShop, you get gold coins. Ooh, gold. There's gold in, that in our eShops. Every time that you buy a physical game, you can also claim those gold coins by going into the menus. I think you got to hit the plus button when you're hovering over the game. Well, those gold coins are worth a penny apiece. And I'm not going to convert that to whatever currency you use. You guys can look it up yourself. Uh, they're worth a penny apiece. And if you have saved up 299... No, was it 299? 199 of those gold coins. Well, I've got a game that you can buy right now. It's normally 20 bucks. Currently on sale for... Well, it's normally nineteen ninety-nine it's currently on sale for $1.99. This game is awesome. It does not get played enough by enough people. It is an eSports 8-bit style uh, team-based platforming combat game, and it is called Killer Queen Black. This game is really, really good, and it's currently $2 on the Nintendo Switch eShop. But If you are one of those people that has gold coins, then you can pick this game up for free right now. All right? It's on sale. It's super fun. Uh, If you're looking for people to play with, like maybe you already have the game and you're looking for uh, people to play this game with, well, I've got news for you. Uh, Join our Discord. All right? If you join our Discord, there's over 1,500 other people who are waiting to maybe they'll, maybe they'll want to play uh, Killer Queen Black with you. It's a really weird game. There's, there's a couple different ways that you can win. You can win with a military victory uh, by killing the enemy queen. You can win by uh, an economic victory by filling in um, all of the berry spaces. Uh, you can win with a snail victory by riding the snail across the finish line. Uh, before the enemy does. It's a ridiculous game. It's also really, really fun. And I think that if you've not played it and you want to get this game for free, now is the time. Uh, Very reminiscent of Joust uh, with the way that you can go from one side to the other with the way that you attack the enemies by uh, being just a little bit above them when you come into contact with them. So I highly recommend killer queen black it's really really fun uh, join the discord you can find people to play with there um over at my website runjumpstomp.com and uh have an absolute blast with killer queen black for either two bucks or if you've got some of them gold coins for free You know, in addition to going to my website in order to find the Discord, which you should do, runjumpstomp.com, uh, you can also find a link to my Twitter account, uh, you can find a link to my Twitch channel, a link to my YouTube channel, uh, you can find all kinds of stuff there. runjumpstomp.com, head on over there. You know what else you can find there? You can find a link to my Patreon, which you can also just type in the URL, patreon.com slash stomp. And there's a bunch of people who've already done that. And some of those people joined at the Buck a Month Club to get rid of all of the ads. Some people joined at the Early Access Club in order to get these episodes early. And some people became producers. Those are people like Matt Hadfield, uh, John Eisenberger, um, uh, Eisenmanger, not Eisenberger. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Josephine, and Too Busy to Change Name please understand. Uh, So thank you very much to each and every producer and each and every uh, patron. You guys are fantastic. Thank you very much for the support. I'm out of here. I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll see you next time. Bye bye, everybody.